I'm Jason Ariola, and this is Rock Out With Your Card Out. I actually do have a real special guest on here. Not not quite the huge get as the Capcom vs. SNK2 announcer like on the last episode, but I would say equally important and longtime fan of the show, Alex Messenger. Hey, Alex, how's it going, man? Hey, things are pretty good. How are things with you? Yeah, not too bad, man. Not too bad. So we had talked about this. Well, I guess I had spoken to you um, more at you, I suppose, since podcast isn't a reciprocative uh, medium. Um on an episode a ways back about coming on and we've been kind of going back and forth on Twitter for oh bare minimum two months at this point about getting this done but we finally made this happen so I'm glad you got on um, because I think normally sometimes after somebody takes a while to get back to you it's like eh, you know I'm losing interest in this so I'm glad you didn't lose interest in coming on <laughs> oh man I was I was really excited about it and I'm sure it's gonna be worth the wait Absolutely, man. All right, so what we're covering on this one is game music that doesn't quite fit with the game necessarily. That doesn't just mean the game in general, but sometimes also, um, as some of Alex's choices kind of went, um, would you say music that just sounds wholly different than the rest of the soundtrack? Oh, yeah. You know, when you're just listening through the soundtrack, you kind of you get a certain vibe you know, out of it, and then all of a sudden, a track will just kind of come out of nowhere, sounded totally different, you're like, man, is this all part of the same game? <laughs> Did somebody just, like, just pull a prank on me that this does not fit in the least? <laughs> so we each came up with six examples here. Again, um, I kind of leaned more on the music that just does not seem to fit the game at all, and then you kind of lean more on the music that does not fit with the rest of the soundtrack at all, right? <laughs> yeah, more so with like tracks that sound really terrible compared to the rest of the soundtrack but yeah it's stuff that just totally stands out <laughs> yeah there's one in particular that a friend of mine um i or he's he saw the uh, the link that i had mentioned on facebook to one of my friends and listened to it and he's uh he said even his two-year-old nieces what the heck is that that's weird <laughs> So I'll, uh, I'll tell you which one that is once we get there, because I don't want to spoil what the hell we've got coming on on the episode here. But So the first track we're going to be listening to is one I did previously, I believe it was like episode 7, but that is the title screen theme for Pictionary. So let's go ahead and let's listen to that real quick and be right back.
All right, so that was the title screen theme from Pictionary uh, by Tim Fallon. And, well, you know, I, I said quite a bit about that one, that you have this game based on Pictionary, and you just have this, like, face-melting, badass theme song that just makes zero sense in this game whatsoever. Um, Alex, how do you how do you feel about this thing? Oh, it's absolutely amazing. And, you know, the thing with Tim Fallon, it, he always just comes up with these, these songs that are way too good for the game that it's a part of. I don't think these games deserve these absolutely amazing soundtracks that he composes. Oh, I a hundred percent agree. I do not understand like the thought process that goes in his like mind when he's like, all right, here's this really terrible game I'm making music for. I'm just going to throw everything I got. at it." <laughs> I mean, it's good that he doesn't like phone it in. I mean, this is, this is a classic track. Absolutely a masterpiece. I have never understood like how, when anybody comes up with like music that does not fit at all, like this is immediately what pops into mind. I I know like Tim Fallon does do some stuff sometimes where you're like, oh, this is way too good for this game, but like this is literally like one of the pinnacles of 8 bit music, and you listen to it, and then you're like, this is for Pictionary. Like, if you told somebody that, like, just play this music, and they'd be like, oh, this is this is really great. What is this from? Pictionary for the NES. No, seriously, what is this from? It's kind of the feel I've always gotten for um, for this theme song. And it's just like, I don't understand. It just, I mean, the rest of that soundtrack is really good, too. It just, this in particular is, like, in my opinion, just one of the pinnacles of 8-bit music. Yeah, it's absolutely hard to believe that this was just for Pictionary, of all things. I mean, I've, I've seen a little bit of that game since I recorded that episode, just out of morbid curiosity. I'm like, this does not make a lick of sense. I don't know who or why... Like, who approved this and then why they thought this was okay, but, like, I'm glad they let Tim Fallon go nuts because that's just, you let that dude just go nuts and he creates some incredible music, but at the same time, you're like, dude, like, tone it back a little bit, man. Like, this is, this is a Pictionary game. Like, we're not, we're not doing some, like, you know, shoot em up or something like that. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> All right, the next track we're going to be covering today is the dog ending theme from Silent Hill 2, and Alex, this was your pick. I don't know if I mentioned that. We're going to be alternating picks here. Like, the first one was mine, and then the second one will be yours, or Alex's. So let's go ahead and listen to that, and we will be right back after this weird, weird track. <laughs> Ha <laughs> 
right, that was the dog ending theme from Silent Hill 2, and that was by Akira Yamaoka. Am I saying that right? Yamaoka? Yamaoka. There we go. I'm not great with Japanese. I'm okay, but I wouldn't even say proficient. I'm okay. <laughs> so, all right, Alex, tell me about this thing. Why did you pick this one? Well, it was one of the first tracks that I thought of when you mentioned the topic to me, and I was like, I was like, okay. I- I think uh, I got some songs and, you know, the rest of the game, it's like, you know, it's pretty, pretty intense. You know, there's like some nice guitars at some parts, but, you know, this song just absolutely weird. It is totally weird in my opinion, but it is pretty catchy, though. I will 100% agree with you there, um, because when I think Silent Hill, I think, like you said, like the kind of like the catchy, like acoustic guitar stuff, and then occasionally, or not occasionally, but also with like the like like real heavy, dirty, industrial sounding stuff, and then this, you're just like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Why is this in here? So, yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. Like, Yamaoka makes some cool stuff, but I don't know what drove him to come up with this one. I mean, I, I guess if you're having a weird ending, this kind of mixes in pretty well because you need something weird you can't just have like you know normal although the the, just the like contradictory image of some weird like you know the dog thing and then some more like you know like i I guess atypical silent hill type music kind of blending in with that would have just been an odd contrast to begin with but just throwing this in here just to sort of like really play home the effect like hey this is a goofball ending okay don't take this thing too seriously it's just one of those things that I'm glad it exists. Like, <laughs> I want to say that you can't get this ending on your first playthrough of the game. So you kind of already like had the, ex- the experience of, you know, being totally creeped out and all that and just having a bit of a lighthearted ending. I-, I say, you know what? That's awesome. I think that's awesome. Yeah, it is kind of a nice little uh, change of pace from the rest of the, uh, let's say, heavy tones of Silent Hill 2 that are just... Boy, don't don't play that game if you're not in a good space mentally and emotionally. <laughs> they will bring you right down. <laughs> I think that wraps up my thoughts on the dog ending theme there. Do you have anything else you want to add in? I think that dog looks pretty cute, though. <laughs> you know what? I, you know I'm going to agree with you. It, that's also in stark contrast to everything else in Silent Hill 2 that just looks worn and tired. You've got an adorable dog. <laughs> It's a weird, weird... You know, Silent Hill in general is just weird. I, I guess that's all you can really say. Just everything about it, from the themes it covers to just the oddball endings like this that it covers. Just like, what? Huh? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yeah. I know, man. I know. All right. Let's go ahead and let's move on to the next track there. The next one is the Prodigy Battle theme from the Prodigy Math Game. I'll explain what the hell that is, because unless you're a parent, you probably don't know what, what I'm talking about. But, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we'll uh, we'll get back to that right after this.
All right, so that was the Prodigy Battle theme from, uh, as I mentioned before, the Prodigy Math Game, which, um, if you're not sure of this thing, it's basically just a math learning game for kids, kind of younger. My daughter was absolutely obsessed with this game for a while and then found it again um, since summer started, and now that she's back in school, she's playing it again. And now my son, who is six, is starting to play it. And unfortunately, he can't read, so I'm having to sit there kind of over his shoulder play it. But it is just this, like, intense like JRPG, I, I, like, kind of 16, 32-bit era, like, battle music. And it, it just befuddles me that this track is mixed in with this, like, simple little, like, math game RPG thing. <laughs> yeah, I definitely get, like, a like a maybe a dreamcast era rpg kind of sound out of it i mean when you were telling me about this game and then like i listened and i was like i i can't believe that these two things are together you know it it's weird very yeah i <laughs> man i don't like i said the first time i heard this um like my daughter was doing some of her homework in in my bedroom where we have our mac and I just, like, I had my headphones in, um, falling asleep to something else to kind of drown out her music. And I kind of leaned over and I was like, what? Kid, what? what is this? She was like, this is a Prodigy game. I was like, sitting there listening to it. I was like, they had to steal this from, like, a 32-bit RPG. I don't understand where the hell this came from. <laughs> <laughs> and for the life of me, I could not find the composer for Prodigy. I guess I could have emailed them and asked, but I suppose, you know, that probably was a little more effort that we really need to kick in for one 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 battle theme here. But, yeah, this is, um, I wouldn't say this is the oddest track we're going to be covering, but for me, like, this is the one that just, like, fits in in just the most odd way possible because it's just like, oh, this is for something that they could have literally just kind of, like, plunked like a... Sort of thing, and that would have worked just fine because it's you know like it's younger kids playing this. But my daughter, you know, might end up having an affinity for the soundtrack now just because it's pretty good, and the battle theme kind of kicks ass. Like it, she might end up humming this thing when she's older, the way I still do the Final Fantasy VI battle theme. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will. I will definitely say it is real good, though. I I dig it. Like I definitely want to give that a listen again. Yeah, it is one of those themes that is just like, this is really good. This belongs in a JRPG, not a math game for a child. <laughs> so, uh, but then again, the Pictionary thing didn't really kind of, eh, that's another weird one anyway. So, all right, I've, I've kind of wrapped up everything I got to say about the Prodigy, or about the Prodigy battle theme. How about you, Alex? Um, I guess it's going to have me want to check out more educational games for music. I mean, what else am I missing out on? You know what? I'm kind of feeling the same way now. I think I'm going to have to like sit over my kids' uh, shoulders while they're playing their educational games occasionally and just be like, is there anything worth talking about on my podcast for this? Because <laughs> let me tell you, the games I grew up playing did not have really good soundtracks. Um, the Super Solver series, um, that uh, I went back and was like, you know, I wonder if any of those have decent soundtracks. And I'm like, no, this is a lot of just kind of like like sound blaster blaring stuff. And I'm like, I don't think this is really... I, can, I can't do anything with this. Okay, <laughs> so... Let's go ahead and let's move on to your next pick, Alex, and that is the Mansion Basement from Resident Evil.
All right, that was the mansion basement theme from Resident Evil. Alex, um, you've got to explain to me why we were listening to mostly fart noises through this through this track. Because I think it's really awful, especially compared to the rest of the soundtrack. That you know, you kind of you get a vibe, you get kind of a you know an uncomfortable vibe, and then there's this track, and it just like everything just goes to a screeching halt, and you're just totally out of it. It is definitely a mood breaker, not a mood setter. <laughs> I feel like um, I think we talked about this um, on our, or, you know, when we were DMing each other. That I feel like this is a good like tension breaker of sorts. It's like, hey, what's a good tension breaker when you're sitting there like having an awkward conversation? You're like, oh, somebody farts, and then all of a sudden you can laugh or just go, ew, gross, or something like that. You know, this is this is one of those things like you're all tense playing this game, and all of a sudden, burr, 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 burr. You're like, is this game farting? Like, what the hell's going on right now? <laughs> I feel like I have to apologize to all the listeners that had to listen to that track because it's not a good track. No. Uh, I don't know how you feel about it, but it's not good. I don't know even compositionally if you can really salvage this thing with like diff- different instrumentation. It's kind of just like really just bad. <laughs> like what's really bad about it is that the the same track – well, it's not even the same track, but – the same track on the original i think it's pretty good like it is it makes you feel super uncomfortable and this is just i i don't know i don't know what to say about that just was this thrown in the director's cut did they change up that for this then yeah oh okay so the okay so the original resident evil didn't even have this this was just for the director's cut then Right. Oh, what the? So this was a choice. They heard something else and were like, oh, no, let's put this in. <laughs> Jeez, maybe somebody put it in the wrong file. <laughs> That's all I could think of. I wonder if, like, the file got, like, corrupted or something. And they're like, eh, it's fine. Yeah. Let me, it's good. Let, let me go ahead and just, uh, let me just go ahead and put this track in. It sounds like dog farts. That's fine. <laughs> oh, God, man. I don't, I, I really don't know what the hell happened here. Um, I don't know which of the uh, three com- um, composers to blame for this, but uh, I'm going to just go ahead and blame all three of them for it. Because, I mean, somebody, somebody at Capcom had to, like, listen to this and be like, yep, that's fine. Like, my only thought is, like, they were clicking and dragging files over, and they just happened to grab the wrong one accidentally. That's all, the only thing I could think of. <laughs> Ooh, we're gold now, and we have this track in here still. Uh, let's just go ahead and say that this is fine, and we'll just run with that. How's that? I know, and it's like Capcom is so good with music, and and this is just like this is the lowest of the low for them. Yeah, I completely agree. I don't know what the thought process was on this. I really don't. I think easily one of the worst piece of video game music I've ever heard in my life. Uh, I would be hard pressed to come up with something maybe a little bit worse outside of um, um, maybe like the boss battle theme for uh, Blue Dragon, that like kind of like weird prog rocky thing that I just was like, I, what the frack is this? <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> that is uh, what turned me off of that game and that soundtrack in general was I think I played the demo and that boss battle music came up and I was like, I do not want to play this game now. Thank you very much. <laughs> but yeah, this this is a weird choice going from a very like stylized, atmospheric soundtrack that Resident Evil has to just... I mean, it almost sounds like like Leon Redbone singing in a way, just but just like more farty. It's very, very weird. 
like I'm not even like I don't really have like a musical bone in my body and I feel like I could come up with a better composition than this. You know what? I bet you between the two of us we could hash something out it, like in the in an afternoon basically <laughs> better than this. Oh, oh yeah. I I've got enough like uh tools on GarageBand. I'm sure I could come up with something that would be a little bit better fitting than this thing was. <laughs> I don't even need, like, real instruments or anything. Just do with the preloaded stuff that's on uh, on GarageBand, and I could come up with something real, real, real quick. All right, man. I'm kind of tapped out on this mansion basement thing here. Um, how about yourself? Yeah, I need to get away from that. Okay, okay. Let's move on to something that's, um, again, really weird that, it, that it's in the game that it is. And this is one of my picks. This is the boss battle theme, or a boss battle theme, from Learn with Pokemon Type in Adventure. Yeah, you you heard me right. That's a, yeah. Anyway, let's let's go ahead and listen, and you'll see what I'm talking about here. That was boss battle theme from Learn with Pokemon Typing Adventure. So, um, yeah, again, you've got this like really like kind of hard like electronic kind of like that goes into like electronic rock kind of thing. Why this isn't a typing game with Pokemon is beyond me. I do not understand what the hell this is doing here. I like it a lot, but it's just what? Why is this in this game? I think it's a total banger of a track. I didn't even know they had Pokemon games 
on PC or anything like that. Oh, this was actually a DS game. So you're learning oh, how to type on a DS, which is, seems like a really ineffective way of teaching someone how to type. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh-huh. I mean, I was thinking typing like, okay, you know, computers, the, the DS? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it blew your mind there, didn't I? I was not ready for that. Yeah, yeah, that seems like the perfect way to learn how to type is on a DS. Like, here, learn that's how to a- type with a little stylus. That's actually real surprising, too, because it sounds so good. And I'm like, that's so that's coming out of the DS. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I again, everything about this track is just like this on this platform, huh? Oh wow! <laughs> Do you need a minute to compose yourself after uh, this uh, this revelation? <laughs> Me hitting you with this revelation here? <laughs> oh no, 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 no! I'm good, I'm good. I was just like, wow, that th- this totally blows my mind. I mean, it is really good. Yeah, I yeah, I'm. I don't even remember how I came upon this thing. I think I was literally just like listening to Pokemon music one day and this kind of just came up and I was like, what, what is this for? And I'm not a hundred percent sure it even got translated into American, like, or for North America. I'm, I could be wrong. I I could be wrong on that. I don't know, but I don't remember ever seeing this come through. um, Like when I was working at GameStop with, um, you know, as a trade-in or anything, or even coming in new. So again, I could be wrong, but man, this is just one of those oddballs. Like this is, this is a thing. Okay. Honestly, like this track sounds like it would have been a little bit more fitting in, in, um, in like X and Y. Cause those are a little bit more like kind of like, you know, electronica sort of based. I feel like this would have fit in pretty well there, but here it's just like, I don't know why this is here. I mean, this is a game that flew way under my radar. Like I didn't even know this was a thing that exists. Well, that's what I'm here for half the time with these podcasts. I try to, I try to throw in stuff that people might not have heard of. <laughs> They try not to regurgitate the same thoughts that everyone has about uh, about video game music. Like, you know, one of the last episodes of um, uh, VG Empire was, uh, you know, Chrono Cross. He said if he ever did Chrono Cross, he would just wrap or, you know, wrap up the show. That's kind of what he did. And I don't want to cover Chrono Cross because it feels like everyone's covered that to death at this point. I'm like, you know, I, I, I don't have anything new to add to it outside of that soundtrack is amazing. So let's cover stuff like learn with Pokemon typing adventure for the DS. <laughs> Well, I'm glad that you were able to introduce me to that, and I'm going to have to really look into that. If you uh, go on YouTube occasionally, you can end up down some weird, weird rabbit holes of stuff. You're like, oh, I didn't even know this was a thing. Never mind, this track would have been in here. Like, I would have literally just expected, like, just sort of remixes of Pokemon tracks, not an entirely new track where you're like, oh, this thing is like, what? Like, you you feel like this, like, literally kind of smacking you in the face a little bit, you know, to bring out my old catchphrase here. (laughs) So, I mean, I feel like I'm going to have to type real fast or something. Yeah, I can't even imagine the uh, the words per minute you got to do to, like, take down, like, a legendary or mythical Pokemon in this thing. <laughs> I don't even know that's how the game operates. I'm just kind of operating on the assumption that that's how it will work. It's like, sort of like a typing of the dead thing. You sort of just have to type it accurately and quickly to get things to happen. I feel like I'm going to wind up uh, breaking that touch screen. Yeah, yeah, just smash right through it with your stylus. Just oh, I just broke my DS light. Cool. <laughs> I feel like the DS, uh, the DSi XL could maybe take it a little bit better. I feel like you'd crack a DS, uh, even like a like the original fat DS. Like I feel like that would uh, that would be destroyed within like the first twenty minutes of this game. I guess a little off topic on that, but uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. my 
my brother, he had a he had a fat DS, and I don't know how the hell he did this, but he wound up like snapping like that that top that top screen off off his DS. Like he was just like playing, and all of a sudden it just like broke off, and I was like, "How the hell did you do that?" You know, I will I, I will say that is probably a little bit more common than you think, because I remember getting a few of those in at GameStop uh, back in my day. Like people would come in like, hey, this broke in half. And like, um, well, we're not a repair shop and we I don't we I don't think our warranty covers that. Um, you, you're going to have to send that thing in at Nintendo. Like, I mean, I guess you have a GBA at the bottom there if you have a DS fat or DS light because the, the lower screen will work still. But um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that uh that, that ds fat as thick as it was wasn't the most sturdy of nintendo products i will be the first to admit there even um i've seen a couple of the ds Lite like hinges kind of crack but they the actual hinge itself has hung on it's just more like the hinge covering will crack but yeah that ds the the original ds was just not a wonderful piece of hardware no it was not <laughs> All right, uh, speaking of wonderful pieces of hardware, why don't we move on to something that came out on the uh, GameCube, I think the GameCube, right? Uh, the PS2 and the Xbox, and that is uh, Spider-Man 2. Right, those came out on those, right? Yep. Okay, cool. I thought it was all three. I just wanted to make sure. Um, this is another of Alex's pick, and this is the pizza theme. So, yeah. Uh, hold your horses, guys. We'll, we'll be right back. <laughs> the pizza theme from spider-man 2 and alex would you say that was a spicy meatball or is, or, or, oh. or is that offensive at this point <laughs> <laughs> i th i think it definitely was um i know a lot of people kind of ironically like that track but I, I think it's not too bad uh maybe not the best sounding track in the world but i think it's pretty enjoyable it's it's definitely catchy and i, I know it's like kind of I don't want to say it's based off, because I think it literally just is another song or something like that, that a lot of like Italian restaurants will kind of use. So I think they sort of played off of it and put a little bit of their own spin on it. It's a fun track, but at the same time, you're like, what in the hell am I listening to? You know, especially when you're listening to the rest of the soundtrack, and it's like, it's a lot of like, 
kind of rock and electronic stuff. Like, it's real badass sounding. And then there's this track, and it's just like, what is this? Yeah, you, you expect the uh, stereotypical Italian guy that's on a pizza box, like riding a moped with a pizza box or you know, strapped to the back of it, uh, you know, like humming down um, the street with this plane or something like that. It's just like, what? why is this in this game? All I could tell you was... It was like an okay mini game to play. You know, you're you Spider-Man. You're delivering pizzas to people. It uh, fun game, but that is just why little, is this here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I completely understand that, man. Yeah, you, you get these tracks sometimes that you're just like, okay, I get you're trying to do something fun here, but if I have to do this multiple times, like, this is like a, this, I feel like this would be a, like a, like a good, like, one-off goof. I don't want this multiple times in my game. <laughs> I feel like I'd, I'd be playing it, and like, you get this the one time, you're like, oh, that's funny, like, oh my god, it, it's something you could talk about, instead of coming back to it and being like, hey, you remember that segment in Spider-Man 2 where you delivered pizzas? There was multiple times you did that, and then this plays through each time, and it's real annoying? Yeah, me too, I hated that. Why did they do that? <laughs> it's a oh. strange, strange choice, my friend. Oh, yeah. I am glad you brought it up because I I vaguely remember this coming up at some point and just thinking, like, what the fuck is this for? <laughs> so, yeah, this is one that definitely was, like, not not in my wheelhouse of knowing it would be there. So, um, oh, boy. Yeah, speaking of not knowing why this is there, um, Alex, if you... If you've said every if you've said your piece about uh, the pizza theme from Spider Man Two, do you want to move on? <laughs> oh, I do. Okay, let's move on. Uh, the next one is another really oddball one, and that is Crazy Chocobo from Final Fantasy Thirteen Two. And this is my pick, so I apologize for this uh, thing we're going to be blasting in our ears. Crazy Chocobo, Final Fantasy XIII by Sean McPherson. I really don't 
understand what the hell this track is, why it's there, and who this is for, or who could possibly enjoy this outside of a goof. But here we are, um, we're talking about it, and it's a hell of a goof. Um, why they have like like screaming, like death metal sounding sort of thing for a Final Fantasy 13 track about a chocobo is beyond me, but well, Alex, my friend, this is, this is where we're at, and this is what we're listening to. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for what it is, I, I think it's pretty entertaining. I mean, yeah, it's cheesy. It's definitely not my kind of taste of music, but hey, like I said, for what it is, I think it's fine. <laughs> you know, as a guy who cannot comment on that genre at all, this would have been more up my uh, old co-host's uh, wheelhouse, I think, than mine. But I feel like fine. compositionally, it's fine. It's It's a okay piece of music i think it's it sounds like it's done well enough i just don't understand thematically like why this thing exists that i i I think i think not more not so much like how or where or why this thing or is in this game it is just more why does this exist it makes zero sense to me (laughs) oh i totally agree with you there like i'm like i would have been fine with it not existing like it, it's not for me it's definitely not for me but maybe somebody out there is just like hell yeah dude this is this is totally my jam and i'm just like uh it's cheesy you know what yeah there's there's some there's something for everybody and maybe this is somebody's like favorite video game piece of music so i'm not gonna sit here and say that this is bad because it's not this is not the uh, mansion basement from you know the resident evil director's cut this is just kind of an odd choice because most of that soundtrack is very it sounds very much like the final fantasy 13 soundtrack it's very like you know orchestral with a little bit like electronic stuff some hyped up stuff um than just like normal orchestral stuff but like this is just an odd duck i feel and again i i'm right there with you alex i don't feel like i can fault somebody if they like this it is just not my type of music at all and it just like i would have never thought a uh like screaming metal song about uh, Chocobo would exist, but outside of maybe like some weird like fan thing, but here we are in a legitimate Final Fantasy game. There is a screaming metal song about a Chocobo. So I don't know what timeline we're in, but it's a weird one. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard to believe that it's out on an actual Final Fantasy. Like, are you sure you didn't like get this off of some guy on YouTube or anything? Like, (laughs) yeah, that that seems more like this. This would be some weird like Bandcamp project than anything else, you know? It's like a guy like, hey, yeah, no, I did this and check out my SoundCloud, you know, sort of thing. And then like, no, this is legitimately on a a, a Final Fantasy soundtrack. Like, what the hell? Okay. I mean, I guess they do like different variants of. Um, the Chocobo music on kind of each Final Fantasy, like, they'll do kind of different, like, stuff. Like, I think um, uh, 6, they sort of did, like, the first sort of, like, electronica kind of sounding thing. So I guess this is just what they went for with Final Fantasy thirteen too. I guess they just don't want to leave any, you know, genre unchecked. So. I cannot wait for the uh, the Funeral Dirge version of Chocobo theme now. <laughs> Just this really morbidly depressing uh, piece of music with all organs and stuff. <laughs> uh, all right, let's go on to something a little bit less depressing. Uh, well, okay, this that last thought then um, was depressing. The soundtrack, or the, that last track we covered wasn't depressing, but the next one is your pick, and that is Yo-Yo Yoshi from Yoshi's Story. Um, Alex, I, we're, we're, we're going to really have to talk about this when we get done listening to it, so let's do that first. <laughs> all right. 
That was Yo-Yo Yoshi from Yoshi's Story. And, all right, Alex, you got to explain yourself on this one. What the hell? Why is this on this Nintendo 64? <laughs> um, I'm not sure why it's there. I mean, I'm pretty glad it's there, though. I mean, you know, I think Kazumi Tataka, you know, he kind of does a, a lot of weird stuff. And, and going for the style that he's going for is definitely weird. But compared to like the rest of the soundtrack, it's just like, okay, there's nothing else like it. It's an odd fit. I, I listened. I, I was like, maybe, maybe the rest of the Yoshi Story soundtrack is kind of like this, like, like literal lo-fi, uh, like hip hop sort of thing going. No, no, it's very, it's very like Nintendo sixty four platform sounding with with you would expect like with from a Yoshi game. So this being here was like, all right. Alex, you, you, you're goofing me, right? This is somebody's SoundCloud, right? This is not legitimately in the soundtrack. The same way uh, you feel I kind of did that with Tr- Crazy Chocobo, I feel like you did this uh, to me with Yo-Yo Yoshi. Uh, no, this is an official Nintendo song on an official Nintendo game. On an official Nintendo platform by... It's just somebody. I just okay, dude. I, I I don't understand this. What this is? Yeah. So now I know how you feel about Crazy Chocobo and even maybe a little bit of the um, um, the Prodigy battle theme. Like, what the hell did I just listen to? I mean, you do gotta say it is a pretty good track. I I agree. 
I can't even think of where in the game this is played. I want to say it was like a cave level, but even then it's like, I don't even think this song even really matches with that. I would kind of like, for me, this would seem to fit maybe in with like the ending as a running credit, just sort of like a, like kind of like a goof sort of thing. Like I could picture like Yoshi having some shades on or whatever, and sort of like, you know, crossing his arms back and forth a little, you know, that just, that's, that's about the only thing I could think of like for, for this game to make sense. But, if this takes place in a level, yeah, I'm really confused then. Like, this kind of odd track is taken, like, weirdly serious. Like, yeah, you know, this is just a, a level theme. I mean, you know, that's what we're going with. Yeah, it's like you didn't... It's, it's almost like he was like, hey, I, I jokingly kind of messed around in hip-hop one day. Let me just go ahead and throw this in this soundtrack, that it, and it sounds nothing like anything else I have on here. I guess when you're uh, stretching for creativity and uh, creative ideas, you just kind of dig deep, 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 deep down and find just the odd duck and be like, you know what? I'm going to throw this in here. Maybe no one will notice. <laughs> and I kind of feel that's that's what happened here. So, All right, Alex, you done explaining yourself with this Yo-Yo Yoshi thing? <laughs> <laughs> I am okay all right let me go ahead and let's put on something that um I've always been a fan of this song and the only reason I'm throwing it in here because it is nothing like the rest of the soundtrack um and that is into free Dan gun and that is from dragon's dogma so let's go ahead and we'll kick over that and be right back <laughs>
All right, that was Into Free Dangan by Bees. Uh, that is B apostrophe Z. So let me go ahead and explain myself a little on this one. I am a, mm, let's say, um, recovered weeb, I suppose, might be the best way to put it. I, I very much listened to a lot of J-pop, J-rock uh, stuff back in the day, and, and I also listen to a lot of it still. It's just, I've my discovery of it has been limited as opposed to when I was in my, uh, you know, kind of early twenties in the early two thousands. But this song just hit me right in the gut as far as like the type of J pop I was into back in the day. And I was like, Oh, this is dope. Now, the reason I picked this one for this thing is the rest of the dragon's dogma soundtrack sounds nothing like this. It is very much just sort of, I don't want to say generic, but kind of generic orchestral stuff, just stuff you would kind of picture in like a fantasy game. This is just this kind of just crazy, like, J-pop, J-rock, just really catchy sort of thing that you would expect more like an anime intro than a video game soundtrack. And I guess this is sort of the eye-catcher thing that they play at the beginning of the game, but they don't... I If I'm remembering right, I think they took it out for... Um, what is it? Awakening, I believe, is like the expanded version of it. Yeah, I think so. Or so whatever it is, like... I think this is only in the OG version of Dragon's Dogma. I think in the subsequent iterations of it, they took it out. Because I remember firing it up on the uh, PS4 for a little bit, and I was like, oh, my, my jam's not here. Okay, well, I feel a little as pumped to play this now. <laughs> not being real familiar with it, when I first started listening to a track, I was just kind of like, okay, this kind of sounds like normal RPG music. Uh, why is this weird again? And then, like, just all of a sudden, it just hits you, and I'm like, oh, okay, I, 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 I'm I, hearing it now, all right. <laughs> yeah, because it sort of does that little bit of a head fake at the beginning, where it just seems very, like, calm, and like, okay, like, what's the big deal with this? And then all of a sudden, like, it, 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 it's a really good, like, transition that they, like, kind of match things up with on the screen, and then you just, like, hit you in the head with this thing, and it's like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I'm, I'm digging this, but why is this here? Yeah, I was definitely getting, like, an anime Japanese rock, you know, kind of deal. And I even thought the uh, the track itself was actually pretty catchy. Like, I would be willing to listen to this again and again. Um, I'm going to go ahead and confess something. This has been um, on my, like, running work mix uh, that I use for years now. I... I love this song. Every time I, uh, every time it comes up, you know, when you have a playlist or something and a certain track comes up and you turn up just a little bit, this is one of those that every time it comes up, it, it gets turned up just a hair. <laughs> I think that's uh, how I am with the uh, Doom 2016 soundtrack. Well, I think that whole soundtrack just sort of warrants being cranked up. Like, that is a badass soundtrack, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah, this... um. Yeah, like I said, this is definitely up my uh, up my alley as far as taste goes. It's a it's it's just this kind of real real catchy uh, J pop J rock sort of thing. And yeah, this is if if you had sent this to me uh, like in two thousand two two thousand three, I would have like probably worn the CD into the dirt listening to this thing. <laughs> so, all right, um, Alex, did you have any more questions about, or, and want me to explain myself further on this one, or are we ready to move on to your next one? <laughs> Hey, I mean, if you got a lot more to say, I, I would say go for it if you want. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I think, uh, I, I, without getting too much more into the, uh, uh, you know, the weeaboo that I try to uh, push down deep, deep into the recesses of my soul a little bit further every day, I don't want to get into this one too much more. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, so let's go ahead and let's move on to your next one, and that is Meow Meow Lullaby Remix. Alex, um, we're gonna we're gonna talk about this when we come back, okay? <laughs> okay. Okay. That was Meow Meow Lullaby Remix by Not A Surf. Um, Alex, dude, just... After my last one, I feel kind of bad asking you to explain yourself, but explain yourself, man. What the hell is this thing? (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, It's a weird track. Uh, I was just kind of just looking on YouTube for a bunch of oddball music, and I... I'm not sure how I came across this, but I'm a little glad I did because this track is just what the fuck. Yes, absolutely. Like, I can't imagine this being played on uh, someone's DS. Like they just whip it out and then you hear that song and it's like, what are you listening to? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and not in the good sense, like the uh, like the um, the boss battle thing from Pokemon Typing. Like this is literally like. Wh- what are you listening to? Granted, if I was a, as a 38-year-old man playing uh, Cats, I think anybody would look at me funny. <laughs> so, Hell, I'm 26 years old and people would give me weird looks if I was playing that. I think my 9-year-old daughter could get away with it and that'd be about the end of it. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I... I when when you suggested this, I was like, "Oh, this is probably just gonna be another one, like one of those kind of goofs. Like this is gonna be like a, like because I saw the remix at it. I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be like a hip hop sort of thing." I know it's literally just a weird guy just going meow 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 meow. I'm like, oh, "Okay, what the frack is this?" <laughs> oh man. Yeah, yeah, you really threw me for this one, Alex. <laughs> I just was like, "Dude, okay." Like you pick you pick some kind of interesting stuff, and this I I, I want to say this is the one that threw me for the biggest loop. I was just like, I no idea what the hell I'm listening to right now. Hey, I try to get as odd as I can, and I, I think this definitely fits the bill. 
Uh, let me just say, mission accomplished. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, this is this is the track that I mentioned earlier that my friend played for his two-year-old niece, and she said, what is that? That is so weird. So even a two-year-old recognizes the oddity of this track. So congratulations, my friend. You nailed the uh, what you were going for with this. I had a feeling that it was going to be this track that you were talking about, and I'm glad I wasn't wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you killed it on both fronts, man. You picked an oddball, and you nailed exactly what I was talking about. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Um, yeah. I couldn't really tell you much about the game. Uh, I think you're just taking care of some cats, I guess. I, If I'm remembering right, I think it's something like just a kind of like a Nintendog sort of thing. That's uh, what I would imagine it being. But, yeah, why this is here, I I don't know. I really, And I can't imagine somebody took pen to paper and decided, I am going to write this composition and play it out with me meowing. Like, it just, ugh, whatever. <laughs> okay, I think I'm tapped out. <laughs> I got nothing else to say. It's so weird. I mean, I think for, like, a title screen, you know, for that game, I was expecting, like, maybe something cutesy or, I don't know, maybe some kind of generic sounding, I don't know, happy music. Yeah. Or, or something. I This is... And it's, like, I think, I think just like that Yoshi Story track, like, I think they're really taking it seriously and that just makes it even weirder yeah see the yoshi story one are you yo yo yoshi at least uh, there's some like okay this is like kind of catchy and it's like interesting this is just like somebody took this seriously what huh (laughs) why (laughs) like this is something that like literally like i it's just tonally it sounds like a lullaby for sure but this is so weird. Like, I think this would give my child, like, or like, one of my children nightmares if I played this for them. And congratulations, Alex. I think you're going to give me nightmares with this one, <laughs> too. <laughs> this is forever etched in my soul. So thanks a lot, man. <laughs> well, I'm hoping my last track might kind of turn things around for you. Uh, yeah, at the very least, it definitely goes in a completely different direction as far as tone goes. <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> Oh, all right, let's go ahead and uh, let's move on. This way we can get to your um, your tonal shift in that one. I mean, you know, it might get whiplash from just that, just the directional shift. But anyway, um, my next one is Stage 1-1 from Super Turrican. And it's not as weird as this one, so I feel kind of weird that this is my oddball closer. But well, here we are. So anyway, here's that one.
Okay, that was stage one one from Super Turrican for the Super Nintendo. Now, this is a sort of the opposite of um, Into Free, where I feel like this one, or yeah, this one starts out like not fitting at all as far as like what's going on with the picture on the TV. And then as you're playing it and the game or the track kind of progresses, it starts blending in a little bit better with the rest of the soundtrack. But like the opening like minute almost of this is like, what the hell is this? Like this sounds like a one of those like cheesy sort of um, like, you know, 80s like TV show opening things where at the very end you get like with special guest star and then they turn around and give you a thumbs up or something as they freeze um, frame on their picture with the name popping up, you know? You know, I definitely agree with you on that. I was like trying to like kind of figure out like where would I like kind of hear something like this from? But you definitely nailed it uh, right on the head with that. I do got to say, though, that that slap bass, I mean, that totally slaps. <laughs> Hence the name, I suppose, right? <laughs> <laughs> I like I said, I dig this one. It's just like that, that first minute or whatever it is is like, huh? Yeah, again, this is one of those weird tracks that I I feel like I probably placement wise in the podcast probably shouldn't have put this as like as my closer here because this is definitely not the this is being sandwiched by two real oddball things. I feel like my 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 one here is like the bread and you're putting the oddball like uh fish in between here for the sandwich, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I don't have much else to say about it. So, um uh if you want to move on, we can go on to your last track here, dude. You know what? Let's do that. Okay. Um, this last one is the credits theme for Rogue Warrior, and um, you know what? I will just leave it at that. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll talk about what it is uh, when we come back here. Fucking ninja style. I'm gonna bring it to him. I'm gonna show him what time it is. Good spot to bring the noise. Ah. You morons will love this. Hope you assholes like fireworks. Ooh! Fucking copies keep getting in my way. No surprise, motherfuckers. Happy fucking birthday. That's right, Natty Night, you sweet piece of shit. Enjoy the ride, cocksucker. Have a nice trip. Boom time, baby. Trick or treat. Looks like a party, come on. I got places to go and people to meet. Assholes are everywhere. Fuckers are out in force. Hi-ho, hi-ho, this fucker's gonna blow. Anytime, anywhere, any place. Take names. Who's the hardest motherfuckers around, huh? Rock and roll, motherfuckers, rock and roll. I'd seek motherfuckers. Anybody home? Hey, daddy's here. Come on. Glad to see me, fuckers. Send me the bill, motherfucking cocksuckers. I'm over here, fuckface. Ah, there's gonna be fucking asses bleeding all over the place. Sorry, assholes. Your quiet day at the office is about to get severely fucked up. Anytime, anywhere, any place. Kicking ass, taking names. Who's the hardest motherfuckers around, man? a goddamn break. Yeah, good place to blow some shit up. What the fuck was I doing again? Yeah, fucking shit up. 
damn duck breath coming, motherfuckers. You fucking asshole. You fucking pig farmers. Drop dead, motherfucker. You fucking amateurs. I own your fucking soul, you fucking commie bitch. Yeah, so capitalism for you, huh? Pussy, you fucking shitty pig. Time to move. I got bad guys to send to commie heaven. Fucking ninja style. I'm gonna bring it to him. All right, so that was the credits theme from Rogue Warrior. And, um, well, if you ever wanted uh, Mickey Rourke voice clips spliced into a rap, well, here we are. Alex, um, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to ask why, because I can understand why you picked this one, but why did you pick this one? <laughs> uh, because uh, I think this is probably the one good thing about that game, because the game is a piece of shit. I have heard nothing but terrible about it, so good, good, good to have that confirmed. And I think that's the biggest reason why I, you know, I, I picked this track. I was like, well, you know, it is, it is weird. It's pretty odd itself. You know, it doesn't really mix with anything, but it's more than it doesn't really fit with everything else. It's the only good thing. It's the, it's the shining diamond in a huge pile of shit. Like that's like just the best way I could describe that. Unfortunately, like, my favorite analogy from Scott Sharkey doesn't really fit here, because that is um, uh, King Turd on Shit Mountain. Because this is actually pretty good, and God bless whoever took the time to, like, splice this thing together, because, man, I... That is a lot of work. As a guy who, like, splices stuff together and uh, may have done that for a previous episode, we'll say, um, that's a lot of work, and I am uh, just admire the dedication to whoever it was that did this. I mean, I've kind of done some stuff, you know, like that in my spare time, but nothing like this and it turned out really well i mean i feel bad for whoever it is that decided hey i'm just gonna go through all these like boring mickey rourke fuck bombs and all that just to make this cool song but hey i mean it turned out well I had this vision in my head of whoever was handling like the sound or whoever's like the sound director or whatever, the audio director for the game walked by and one of the like, you know, um, the engineers or whatever sitting there like screwing with the voice clips and making this up on his spare time. And the guy walks by and he's like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, oh, sorry, sorry. I, I, I was like, no, 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 this is this is good. We need an ending theme. Why don't, why don't we throw this in here? <laughs> Keep at it, man. You did good. <laughs> I don't know how you could sit through the entire like audio log of his voice lines in this game but bravo that they not only like sat through all of that like half-assed red dialogue at times but also managed to turn it into something cohesive and comprehensive and you're like this is actually pretty good like for a moment i kind of thought like did mickey Rourke like actually rap for this but uh, then the repeated lines started coming up in the same tone i was like oh okay this is just voice clips from the game itself gotcha I really want to know the context of fucking ninja style. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why that line like stands out to me, but I really need to know. I'm probably going to be disappointed, but this is something that I need to know. You need to satiate your curiosity on that one. <laughs> you know what? I can only say it will probably lead to sadness that you had to sift through any amount of that game to uh, figure that out, even if it's just watching it. But well, there you go. You know, you might have you might have done me a huge favor and you know talked me out of it. 
Okay, yeah, let me let me let me just say, Alex, there are better things you can spend your time on, and this does not seem like it's really worth it. You know what? Just just imagine him doing something cool with it and just kind of pretend that happened instead of having to give any amount of your life to this game to find out. Sometimes the story in your head is better than the reality. Oh, for sure. And I imagine that will be the case with this. So, all right. Well, Alex, we are at the end of our list here, man. And uh, you you really, really hit me with a hell of a track here, dude. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, I kind of you know, just wanted to end things out with a bang. And that, my friend, is exactly what you did. A, uh, a, a, a fuck bang, if you will. <laughs> Because, oh boy, does I, I can't imagine how many times Mickey Rourke uh, dropped the F-bomb in this thing, but um, or in the game itself, but uh, if judging by this uh, song was anything, it is a whole hell of a lot. I don't think I've ever really needed uh, to feel like I should put the explicit tag on an episode in, like, it was just a very big warning, but uh, this is the one time I'm like, man, we, there's, there's, a, there's, a, lot of, there's a lot of fuck being thrown around here in this episode. <laughs> so... I don't think I said fuck, or I don't think fuck has been spoken on any podcast that I've ever done. Even the one uh, multimedia failure episode I did where we talked about House of the Dead, and that was just John Vanessa and I just just depressed beyond belief that we just sifted through that terrible, terrible movie. I think on my own show, I think I said fuck like twice ever, and it was only because uh, fuck was used in the name of the song. Okay, I've got to ask, what song is that? It's uh, Future Fuckballs 2010 from uh, the Angry Video Game Nerd Adventures. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Well, that's that's certainly uh, well, that's certainly a pull. Cool. <laughs> oh, it's a real nice rocking song. Like, if you haven't heard of it, I would definitely check that out. What is it called again? I'm going to go pull it up right. Not 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 actually listen to it, but I'll pull it up right now so I can listen to it later. <laughs> <laughs> Future Fuckballs. 2010 future fuckballs 2010 you know what i like it a lot and that seems to fit with uh, this whole year in general because this year is just full of fuckballs so <laughs> so anyway uh why don't we go ahead and wrap this thing up as usual you can follow me on twitter at jason Ariola. you can follow the podcast at roico podcast but i'm not the only one here that's got a video game podcast alex you've got your own I, unfortunately, just because of how many other podcasts I listen to, I haven't listened to more than, I think, like four episodes, but Alex has a very good taste in music as far as video game music goes, and has a delightful, like, kind of mellow voice where sometimes I feel like I'm shouting at my listeners. So, (laughs) Alex, why don't you go ahead and plug your podcast, man? Oh, yeah, you could check out my show, A VGM Journey. It's on all the, like, the podcatching services, like Apple Podcasts and Spotify and all that. Um... You could follow me on Twitter at the Messenger94 on Twitter, but you could also follow the show at a VGM Journey on Twitter. And uh, yeah, I think that's all I got for that. Okay. Well, and one last plug thing for me, I suppose I should do is the uh, Patreon thing. So as usual, please, 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 please go to patreon.com slash games and junk. That helps keep the lights on over here at games and junk, which is the site that I run that also hosts all of the podcasts I do for $5 a month. Not only do you get a shout out on the show, like Vanessa Cahill, John Lucero, and Alex Messenger. (laughs) I heard that guy's a jerk. Yeah. You know, he's a real, he's a real dickwad sometimes, but you know what? He kicks in five bucks or whatever. I'll take it. Right. I'll just take his money and run. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. And Josh Carpenter. But uh, you also get access to the bonus episodes of Rock Out With Your Card Out. You get access to the bonus segments of Multimedia Fail 
or <clears throat> multimedia failure that I do with my friends John and Vanessa, who, yes, they also contribute $5 to this, so I don't know why they do that, but hey, whatever. And you also get a catch-all feed for all of the podcasts we do over here that also includes them at a higher quality audio rate than, than you get on the normal feeds. So um, other than that, I think that wraps up everything on my end. So Alex, I just want to thank you for coming on, man. This was, like I said, we, we spent a long time kind of going back and forth. I take most of the blame for it, unfortunately, for uh, getting this thing done. But I really appreciate you coming on. It was nice having somebody to talk to about video game music outside of uh, myself or the Capcom vs. SNK2 announcer. Well, thank you, Jason, for having me on the show. I I had a blast doing this. And you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna go ahead and say, you know what? Open invitation. Anytime you come up with something you want to do or I come up with something that maybe you and I can kind of banter back and forth with a little bit, I think uh, you are welcome on my show anytime, man. Well, I'll tell you this. Uh, just send an invitation my way, and I will not decline it. All right. Sounds good. So the, so the ball is in my court. So if you don't hear Alex again uh, for a while, that is uh, 100% my fault because, uh, you know, I'm a little – uh, you know, I, 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 take, I take a while to get things out out the door sometimes, so that's my fault. But you know what? Um, we've got some topics I think we can come up with. I'll find some silly stuff that you and I can talk about because I think funny, kind of goofy stuff like this will be right in our wheelhouse, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, all right, Alex, thanks again for coming on. And until next time, hold on. Oh, wait, hold on. Somebody just came in. Well, who is it? Oh, hey, it's a CBS2 announcer. Uh, he, he wanted to say something. What is it, dude? Great. I knew that groove was in your heart.